Pius XIII was a great poem. But life evolves in spite of us. I'm the new Welcome to Papal Bull, the companion podcast to The New Pope, and a sequel podcast to the first season of Papal Bull, which was two year, three years ago? No one really knows anymore. Time works differently uh, when you are speaking with the Holy Spirit. Right, yeah, there's some time dilation involved, and um, it's been a minute. I don't know if I even remember how to Pope anymore. Uh, yeah, I, I think it probably makes sense for us to, to start this off by sort of glossing the events of the young Pope. I don't know how long we should give ourselves for that. Yeah, well, let's introduce ourselves first. Oh, so absolutely. I'm, I'm Mary Kay, Futures and Trending Editor at Fanbyte.com, and joining me, as always, is Eric Thurm, the liturgical consultant for Fanbyte. Yeah, and and uh, a theological correspondent. Theological correspondent, Eric Thurm. And yeah, let's ra- let's uh, recap. Sure. Well, how do we get here? Yeah. So so as as you may or may not know, coming into this podcast, the Young Pope was a television series that aired uh, on Sky Atlantic and HBO in 2016 and 2017, depending on where you lived. Directed by Paolo Sorrentino, uh, starring Jude Law as the Pope. Jude Law as uh, Lenny Bellardo, a cardinal from America who becomes elected the Pope at the tender age of 47 and has to sort of make his way in the world as a spiritual child uh, pious, uh, and chooses the name Pius Thirteenth. Right. And the whole hook of the young Pope was that he's young, he's young, but you see the name, the young Pope. And I think a lot of people went in thinking, oh, he's going to be like skateboarding and, and smoking weed and doing cool vape tricks. And uh, first of all, he's adamantly against yeah. vaping. He's very anti-vaping. But also, it turns out that he's actually way more hardline than a lot of the old guys in the Vatican because they've been around and they know you have to make deals and stuff. And he's just like, I don't make deals. I'm the Pope. He's, there's a new Pope now. There is a new Pope. Uh, yeah. And and sort of the, the, the show, I think broadly speaking, we can say follows his journey as he gets to know some of the other people around him and eventually softens toward them as it becomes increasingly clear that he can do miracles like when he kills a nun uh or when he heals some other lady you know just like normal stuff uh and then at the end of the season he sees his parents who abandoned him when he was a child they abandoned him again uh and he collapses and, and yeah he- <clears throat> and here we are because as we find out at the beginning of the season, and, and now I think we're, is it fair to say we're entering the entering the new Pope? We're, yeah, we've crossed over. As, as we enter the new Pope, uh, Lenny, Pius XIII, is in a coma um, and is, is receiving a sponge bath from a nun uh, in a very, very large hospital room that does not look like a hospital room. It looks like a study uh, with a gigantic neon cross in it, just to confirm that you know that this is like church property. Right. Yeah, so... The young Pope ends, and it's not clear what happened to him, but okay, so we start off, he's in a coma. Um, and it's been nine months. Lainey's in a coma. Yes. I know, I know. It's really serious, though. And uh, it's been nine months, and there is kind of like a cult yeah. of people outside this hospital in Venice, because mm-hmm. he hasn't been brought back to Rome, he's still in Venice, 
and there is this crowd of people wearing hoodies with his face on them. They're all identical hoodies. They're really, really good. Um, I asked HBO if they would have them available, and I was told that they were not. So if someone wants to do a miracle, that would be great. Uh, they're these identical black hoodies, except for the woman who's like the leader of the cult who has a red one. Right. And it's pretty clear early on that there is this like, yeah, big cult following, big cult following. You know, he was sort of like an indie kind of pope. Um, but no. People it, people really preferred his first two. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, he did do literal miracles mm-hmm. in the first season. So yep. it's not surprising that people are sort of rallying around him. And uh, we we get to see some of the characters from the first season, like Esther. And this is a character who, in a famous scene from The Young Pope, Lenny prayed for a miracle for her to get pregnant Mm -hmm. uh, by uttering, you must, to God, over and over and over again. And it works. It did work. She got pregnant. No, she do. She do get pregnant. And then she names her baby Pius. And then, oh, we totally forgot about this. And then he drops the baby. Oh, he drops the baby. Yeah, he drops the baby. That's another sort of thing that he does. By accident. Probably. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so she's doing that. Um, and, and sort of a lot of the other main characters are in an operating room because we also see relatively early on uh, that... Lenny is getting a heart transplant. This is his third heart transplant since falling into a coma. We don't know what the condition he's actually suffering from is, just that he needs a new heart. The heart he's being given is reportedly from an Egyptian person, um, which the surgeon thinks is hilarious for some reason. He thinks it's funny because he's a Muslim. Yeah, that's yeah, super, super funny. Um, and he just sort of gets up in the middle of the the... Yeah. Like Lazarus, he rises off the operating table and walks around into the observation room and just hangs out and watches his friends watching him. And it's honestly very sweet. It is. He's um, he's still magic. So like the collapse didn't drain him of his powers. Yeah. He can still do things like this. And uh, it's. Would it be fair to say that he essentially is doing the equivalent of the thing that Luke does at the end of The Last Jedi? If we want to get really controversial, he's just like sort of force, like God projecting. Oh, that's interesting. So he's like, he's still on that planet. Yeah. 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 He's still sort of like on God planet, but he is like sending himself. He is on God planet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's that's basically apt, I think, for what he's doing. Cool. And... The problem is that the heart transplant doesn't take. They don't take. And the fact that Lenny is in a coma kind of puts the church in an awkward situation because they have this guy who was beloved by the end of his papacy because early on people hated this guy. But he sort of softened and people came around to him and they met in the middle. But he's in a coma. There is this cult following around him. And they don't have a pope right now, technically. Nope. Um, I mean, Lenny is still technically the pope, I guess, but there is no alive pope who can actually like make decisions or make appearances. And we get all of this exposition from uh, just the worst man in the, the world. Yeah. So this is a new character. I think we should talk about a couple of the new characters. This is a man that I think we're going to have some problems talking about over the course of the season. He 
looks like a sort of secondary villain in a Guy Ritchie movie. Absolutely. It's like shaved head, like very sort of like intense doubly facial hair. He talks like this to let you know that he's very serious. And also he has a weird vape. He has a weird Betty Boop vape. Yeah, it's a Betty Boop vape. Um, his name is Bauer, and we are led to believe that he is the ambassador from something, but we don't really know what. Yeah, he's the ambassador to the Vatican from question marks. Uh, and he's on this, uh, this boat ride down the canals in Venice with Foyello, and he's kind of just like providing exposition and just describing what's, what's been going on. And yeah, he is, uh, he's the ambassador, and Voyello also maybe thinks that he is, uh, takes on some other other Actions, other jobs other jobs he's kind of this weird fixer guy who has just shown up because the vatican is in trouble and he is trying to sort things out and and as as voyello says uh voyello voyello who as you may recall secretary of state of the vatican played by silvio orlando absolute unit uh compliments him for his expository clarity it's very good it's very very they just good lampshade it yeah. and like Whatever, but it's fun. It's fun, you know? And as as uh, Bauer says, they need a new pope. Is that the first time they say it? That is the first time they say it. They Same say it show. a lot. They do say it a lot. In this episode. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah. Now we have gotten to a place where we know that we need a new pope. I would actually love if we could take a second and backtrack yeah. a little bit to the other main group of new characters that is introduced before this point. Because we're about to get into the Conclave. Right. And I want to step back and talk about people who are contractually not allowed in the Conclave. The, right. the nuns. Yeah. Oh, my God. We skipped over the we nuns. We did skip over okay. them. Which, that's the whole problem with the nuns. People keep skipping over them. That That is true. Yeah. So, like, I think it's, that's actually the second shot of the episode. We go from Lenny's sponge bath to the nuns. And the head nun is telling them, like, lights out, they all go to bed, and then... They're, they're also... They're, these are all nuns who are in a convent that's, like, in the Vatican. Yeah, right. They're Vatican nuns. And um, they wait a little while, and then they all start turning the lights back on and, like, putting on lipstick and smoking cigarettes and checking their phones. And it becomes clear that they're having an all-nun dance party. It's And which sort of becomes... The new opening credits of the show. Right. So uh, the young Pope had all along the watchtower. And we do get that again in this series a little bit too. We get this as the ending credits of the first episode. But there is this, yeah, this this song. Um, it's Sophie, it's called uh, Good Time Girl by Sophie Tucker. Sophie Tucker, yes. And um, we just have this long shot of the nuns partying in front of a giant glowing cross. Yeah. And I, I think that sort of brings us to our first big interpretive question do you think that this is like happening in the world of the show is this like a canon thing that the, that the nuns like do this partying or is it like well, i'm asking you yeah yeah okay you think it is um i do i do okay. think it is yeah because i don't think the music is diegetic okay because it seems to me that they're having like a silent dance party so kind of a silent night a silent night a holy night mm-hmm. okay well the cross is there so it's, yeah, it's yeah, holy yeah. Um, yeah, like, because I don't think they are, they're blaring Sophie Tucker because no. they had none would hear them, but they're just sort of like having a party in front of this cross. And it is like unclear if it's actually happening in the world of the show. 
I think it definitely is based on like what and we... also it do not matter. It doesn't and, matter. Yeah, it's just like we're, we're having a non dance party. That's the important thing. Um, so that, that's the opening credits, which brings us to the a, a lot of the episode, which sort of follows as the cardinals attempt to elect a, a new pope. And Voyello, who, as you may recall, you know, he he has the longest serving secretary of state in the history of the Vatican. He's a really smooth operator. He originally butted heads with Lenny and then eventually they became bros. Um, and he's really frustrated because he thinks that he should be the pope. Right. So we're introduced to his new right hand man, uh, Mario. Uh, I think his name is Luigi. Actually. Luigi Mario. Lu- no, I think it's Luigi it's Luigi. Luigi. It's a bran- it's a branch from the uh, the oh, not, I see. A, not quite the same. It's a different branch of the family. Okay. Uh yeah, his right-hand man he, who is an re- expert in making people feel uneasy. uneasy. Yeah, he's replaced um his last right-hand man who you may re- remember uh he, he was named Kelpie Grammar. Oh yeah, he I forgot Kelpie about Grammar. Him. Did he die? No one really knows. He he's gone. He he's got sent he got sent to Alaska. Did he? For, yeah. He okay, definitely yeah. got sent to Alaska. He definitely did. Uh, yeah, so Voyello pitches himself. He, you know, says, oh, his pitch is basically like, I suck. I love his pitch. It's really, really good. He says, I don't trust ordinary priests under their robe as an ordinary man. He, no, is he a- doesn't trust extraordinary priests. Oh, yeah, sorry, extraordinary priests. Uh, but he is a very ordinary priest because underneath his robe is an extraordinary man, which is actually what he said to Diane Keaton in the last season. Mm. Yeah, nice callback. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, and he basically says, you know, it's it's my time to shine. I've been waiting. Put me in, coach. He's put the hours I'm in. ready. Yeah, he's, um, he's doing it. Uh, his new right-hand man, Luigi, shows up and is like, look at how normal he is, and then just really insults him, just roasts him in front of all the other cardinals while they're hanging out in the garden, pointing out his, like, weird mole, the fact that his face is really average, just treating him like absolute dog shit. He hands out copies of his latest medical tests to prove that he's healthy. Because all the other cardinals are just dying. They're so old. They're all dying. Yeah. And and you can sort of tell immediately no one's buying it. He starts giving this pitch and the, the episode, the, the shot cuts uh, to the faces of the other cardinals watching. And they're just all like, ah, ugh, mm, this is not going to happen. Uh, and then he gets shit on by a bird. He do. Not the first, uh, sorry, not the last uh, bird miracle in this episode. No, it's not. We'll, we'll get to that later, though. So pretty rough. Uh, but he goes for it anyway, and then we get uh, the conclave happening, which happens in a, a you know everyone has to put their phones in baskets because otherwise I people love would that. yeah people would live tweet the conclave. Who do you think would be the most likely to live tweet conclave? Oh, wow, I mean I think Boyello wouldn't be live tweeting it, but he would be like making deals with yeah. newspapers mm-hmm. to like sell them like tips. Sure, like because you know any newspaper who gets like an advance notice on who's going to be the next pope. Mm-hmm. That's like a huge scoop, right? But in terms of like who's just actually and he'd be checking the football it, scores, he would also be checking the football scores. Uh, yeah, I feel like Tommaso, uh, who is a character from The Young Pope, who was like this confessor, this sort of I, just. I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves. We got a lot. There's a lot of conclave to go. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just... We, 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 we'll, we'll talk about him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he, he's the guy, we'll talk about him, but he's the guy I think who would be live-tweeting just because, like, he doesn't know any better. 
But he doesn't know what a phone is. He also doesn't have a phone, probably. I, I think that if anyone was going to be live tweeting, I think it would be Asente. Oh, Asente. Now remind Yeah, so Asente, Asente, is. Asente uh, was the original uh, head of the Congregation of the Clergy mm-hmm. in The Young Pope. If you cursorily watch The Young Pope and don't remember, you may recall that he is the person who shows up. Lenny immediately discerns that he's gay and fires him. Um, and he just kind of sits there and is like, oh, and now he's back because Lenny, uh, is in a coma. So he's sort of part of the papal squad now. He's and sort of just like sidled back up and is dressed the same. So yeah. everyone like assumes that he's with them. And everyone's really mean to him. Like, people it's, are really mean it's, to him. It's very common knowledge apparently in the Vatican now that he's gay. People are just like, oh, I bet you're horny. People do just ask him if he's horny. I mean, to be fair, he's he is horny, yeah. and he is horny. But <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think those people would all all be doing the live tweets, but unfortunately, they can't because they don't have their phones. We go through quite a few rounds of voting, in which uh, the vote comes down to largely Voyello and this other cardinal Hernandez, who we have not met yet, but looks. Almost exactly like Voyello. Several characters comment on the fact that they look identical. And Voyello refuses to acknowledge it. He's being like, I hate that guy. We don't look anything alike. He doesn't even have a sick mole. Uh, but Voyello, uh, Hernandez is basically Voyello, but he ha- does not have a mole and has cool glasses. Yeah, those are the only two ways I can tell him apart. The first time I watched this episode, I couldn't. And then this time I was like, okay, no, he has the old lady glasses. And Voyello has like the thin gold ring yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh And Hernandez is doing very, very well. Uh, we get a break in the middle of Conclave. Do we want to sort of talk about the, the break that happens in the middle of Conclave here? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So we get this scene where we hear the innermost thoughts and prayers of the Cardinals. <sighs> Scene. And they they sort of tell God, and I, I think that's us in this scenario. I don't know if that's is that blasphemy? Doesn't matter. We'll, we'll move on. If, if we get struck down, it'll we'll it, figure it's that fine. out. Uh, they say what kind of pope that they want. Can I can I read to you some of the hit me with some of the popes that okay. they would want? So one of them wants uh, a pope who will allow priests to marry, so that he can marry his mistress, and then he sort of talks a little bit about how his mistress is a foin, and then uh, okay. the pope would like would like her because she's like a nice lady. Okay, yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, A pope who, you know, is sort of accepting of homosexuality. Okay. Cool. Uh, A pope who loves everyone. Aw. A pope who is presumptuous and rude, which seems like... I don't know if this guy, that one, that guy watched the the young pope, because we already had had one of those. We did have one of those. Then we get one, uh, a pope who is my dad. Aw. Which is, yeah, I mean... I like I buy that actually. I mean, the Pope is supposed to yeah. be the ultimate dad, right? Yep. He's like the supreme well, dad. He's like the older brother, right? To the cardinals? Yeah, because like God is dad. Like you're not God if you're the Pope. You're God's representative on earth. Right. So you're sort of like dad's assistant who tells you sorry, like your dad's not gonna be able to make it to the basketball game. I'm gonna come with you. Interesting. That's like basically is that what the Pope is? No, I think the Pope is like because the Pope is not God. Like, it, the Pope is, like, dictating for God. Yeah, the Pope so is, the Pope like, is God's secretary. Interesting. And who, like, shows up to all of your stuff, right? Because, like, your dad's too busy. I see. Okay. That's, that's interesting. But then we get uh, our old friend, Cardinal Gutierrez, 
who used to sort of be in charge of a lot of the Vatican grounds, became one of Lenny's closest confidants. He says, uh, and is a very sweet boy, he says that he wants a pope who will show him his place in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a pope who says he wants... A guy who says he wants a pope with no mercy, who will show no mercy. Mm-hmm. We kind of had that already, too. Yes. But then, okay, so we get a couple guys who say that they want a pope who will forgive them for abusing children, which, like, uh, mm, yeah. Well, no, we get one who says that. Yeah. One who says, like, I want a pope who's like, I forgive you. I don't care oh, what yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, what you did. And then the other guy says, I want a pope who's going to throw me into hell for yep. what I did. Yep. And, like, I don't know. How do you feel about this? Because I think it it would, well, yikes, but also it would, I feel like it would be disingenuous for the show not to include. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, I meant yikes in the context of this guy fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. No, it, it do be, it do be fucked up. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's, like, realistic. But, uh, do you, do you want to sort of bring us home with, with, with Voyello, have Voyello praise? He would like a pope who is him. Yeah. Uh, because only he understands God. <laughs> which is kind of an interesting statement for Voyello to make because he actually seldom deals with God. Like, I feel like in his job, he is concerned with earthly things and we almost never really see him dealing with with God. And there's a scene actually before the conclave and everything where uh, we have Esther on TV talking about how Lenny was the only pure person to ever be in the Vatican, which is full of snakes and traitors and mm-hmm. liars. And Voyelle is watching it and just like, she doesn't understand that like there need to be rat bastards like me to prepare the way for holy ground. Absolute fucking garbage. The world, you, you don't, you, he's basically doing the like Jack Nicholson thing where mm-hmm. he's like, you, you need me on that papal wall. Like, I'm I'm doing war crimes, Tom Cruise. Yeah, although I mean, is is he doing war crimes? Uh, I don't know. Holy war crimes. Uh, uh, but no, he his that's how he sees himself, right? Yes. As like the guy who has to do the the work mm-hmm. to make the the good stuff happen. Uh, and maybe he's rationalizing to himself the stuff he does. But yeah, so it's interesting that he he's in his inner monologue. He's like, I'm the only one who understands mm-hmm. God. Uh, yeah, and, and it sort of, it seems that the other cardinals do not agree because he, uh, stalls out and is getting way less votes than Hernandez, uh, after a certain number of ballots and the sort of way that the rules work, uh, if they vote a few more times, Hernandez will be able to win with a simple majority. So, Voyello, uh, takes a step that he's taken before. He has an emergency meeting with all of his boys and says, guys, we're going to pivot. We're doing a new right. thing. They've basically given up. They're yeah. like, okay, no, we should just align ourselves with Hernandez now because that'll work out better for us. And boy, it's, hello. it's over. And he's like, it hasn't even begun yet. He just fucking hates Hernandez. And he we does. we do not know why, I no. don't think. Um, because I think because he sees himself. Well, it's funny because at the end of the episode, he tells Hernandez that they're too different. Right. Unclear what I don't they think actually he, are. He, he does not. I don't think he, I think he's like doing the thing where you're projecting. Yeah. And he doesn't, like, he refuses to let himself see it. Absolutely. Uh, so, of course, he makes a mistake that he made already and proposes uh, what Asante calls the weak candidate theory, in which they will nominate somebody who 
uh, won't be able to make decisions for themselves. And then Voyello and the rest of the Cardinals can all sort of like run things. Right. Because the problem is a lot of people don't trust Voyello, probably rightfully. Rightly, Yeah. So he's like, let's get a candidate who will scoop up those votes. And everyone who is going to vote for me already, I'll just tell them to vote for this guy. And you may remember that that's how Lenny was elected Pope. Yes, that is how Lenny was elected Pope. They were like, oh, he's sort of a photogenic young American. He's not going to have any interesting ideas. He's not going to do any cool shit like, um, you know, buy back the papal tiara from a museum. Send people to... Yeah. The Arctic. Send people to Alaska. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not going to, like, murder nuns by praying at them. He's he's not going to do any of that shit. No. And, like, the, those are sort of normal things that you talk so about it, So Conclave. it totally worked out fine the first time. Yeah, so... So let's do it again. And they do it again. Uh, and we get this really fantastic scene where we're sort of voting again. Conclave feels more and more like a high school popularity contest. Uh, people have literally, like, switched what table they're sitting at. And we sort of slowly move around the Sistine Chapel until we discover that the new pope is, in fact, Tommaso. Tommaso Viglietti. Tommaso Viglietti, who, yeah, again, was the confessor for Lenny in The Young Pope. And Lenny kind of on a whim made him a cardinal. Yeah. This is a man who once told Lenny that his hair hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lenny, <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Oh, he did. He did do that. Uh, and Lenny's just like the fuck. And then Lenny, because Lenny. Okay, so this is the thing. If you have not watched the the Young Pope, or or you're sort of like coming back to it after a long break, Lenny goes to him almost immediately and is like, "You have to tell me everybody sins." Um, and he's like, "I don't understand, Holy Father." And he he basically you know promises Tommaso that he'll make him a cardinal. Uh, or create him as a cardinal if he tells Lenny all of the secrets. So that's how Lenny finds out that, like, Voyello is sexually attracted to the Venus of Willendorf, all these sort oh of God, other, yeah. yeah, which comes back later in the episode, all these, like, weird things that he finds out. Uh, so Tommaso has just kind of been this, like, weird rat who, like, runs around in his monk robes and sandals. And then all of a sudden he's like, I'm the Pope now? I guess. Me? You want me? You want to me? Pope? Uh, and everyone is just very, very confused. We get this very good, like, push in on his head that looks like a big egg. Uh, and then he tells us that his Pope name is Francis II, which is really interesting because it confirms that Francis I, a.k.a. He did exist. Yeah, the current Pope did exist in this world and I guess probably was Pope before Lenny. And either retired or died. I th- I'm going to assume he died. Probably died. Uh, but that raises all sorts of weird sort of time space questions that I think we maybe will address later, but don't quite have the capacity to address now. Just wanted to point that out. Um, yeah, so the the election has happened. Voyello feels very, very smug. He's having a meeting with Luigi uh, and Sophia, the head of the Vatican marketing department, played by Cecile de France. Uh, who Voyello describes as a woman who will never feel uneasy. So sort of she and Luigi, she and Luigi are the unstoppable force and the immovable object. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she cut her hair. I guess we saw that earlier on, but... Well, we can note it now. It looks good as hell. Yeah, it, it do look She has, it, like, a new look. Like, she's one of the only characters who looks substantially different. Very, very fresh cut. 
Uh, yeah, and he, Luigi sort of tries to make her uncomfortable by, like, laughing very aggressively and, like, covering his teeth, and then she's just is very he's mean to him. such a creep. Yeah, he's very creepy, and she's very mean to him. He's such a perv. I feel like everyone on the show is kind of a perv, but, like, Luigi, real perv energy. Like, Absolutely. Very, very if you see this man, call, call perv, perv police. <laughs> Christ. Uh, literally. Um... So they're they're sort of like writing the the, the speech that Tommaso is going to give, and he's not even in the room. That's like yeah, another story. He's yeah. not even in the room. Uh, and then we cut to Tommaso giving his first speech, which, as you may recall from the Young Pope, took Lenny like two episodes to do. Mm-hmm. He like spent so much time thinking about what he was going to say, and Tommaso was just like, "I guess, like here I am," and taking his like blood pressure. It's this medication. really like milk toast yeah. thing about like knowing your place. Yeah, and like you know, get praying for people and just, like, sort of thinking about the world, you know? Uh, and the crowd is kind of sparse and bored. No one is really feeling it because... He has no charisma. Yeah, he has no charisma, at least at this moment. And he's he incredibly no nervous. He's popping, like... Blood pressure meds. Blood pressure yeah. meds, yeah, because his blood pressure is so high and he's, like, crying. And then a bird, so here's our second bird-related miracle, a bird literally flies off with his speech, and he just sort of is, like, swatting and at it. And he freaks out he in do this freak really out. unbecoming way. Uh, and But then he doesn't have the speech in front of him, and Voyello is sitting behind him, like, say this, say just, this, just say Just say it, we'll pray for the refugees, yeah, just, just uh, we, we got it, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it, we'll do another take tomorrow. And Tommaso is like, wait a second. I'm the Pope. He's now. off script. He's off script. We get this like powerful zoom in on Tommaso. On his egghead. On his egghead. As he realizes that he is in fact the Pope and can basically do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, and he makes some really interesting suggestions. You, do you want to talk about some of his ideas? Yeah. So he's he's like, okay, yeah, what can we do? We can pray. We can pray. And then but also, Foyal is like, oh my God, no, what is happening? And he's like, but we can do more. We can open up the Vatican to the refugees. And like, from now on, we'll keep the doors open forever. And we're going to give all of our wealth to the poor. And like, all of the cardinals are just like, Freaking the fuck, the fuck out. And it, it, it this feels very similar to, you know, the scene at the end of the first Matrix, where he like realizes that he's the one and he starts dodging bullets. Very, very similar energy where he's like, he start. oh no, he's realizing that he's the Pope. Mm-hmm. He's realizing that he has power. Right, and Bauer is also watching this yeah. with great interest and also comes to the same conclusion of like, oh shit, he's like, he's he's off the leash. Yeah, uh, and of course, everyone is fucking pissed. Voyello is like sitting alone in his room playing a light gun game where it looks like you shoot people at the Vatican. It looks like it's set in the Vatican gardens yeah. and he is holding like a light gun that's like a shotgun, but he's just kind of lazily holding it in one hand, like joylessly gunning people down. Yeah, which is also very, very powerful. I really it's hope like it's strong like, depression. Maybe. Yeah, a weird like time crisis mod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just is like doing people time crisis. Um, and then we get a little bit of Tommaso, sorry, Francis II's papacy. And it's very, very weird. Um, yeah, so he he first insists that he get the special Easter cake because he's a special boy and wants the Easter cake. And <laughs> this the, is so wack. Yeah, it's like the, his version yeah. of like the ch- like Cherry Coke Zero. Yep. And the nun, the nun uh, Suri, I believe is her name, who who was sort of like Lenny's attendant, mm-hmm. is like, but we, your holiness, like we only have the the Easter cake at Easter. And he just is like, you get me the Easter cake now or I'm going to get upset. And I 
he's really given off very powerful Jason Alexander, like, George is getting very <laughs> upset! Pope George is getting very upset energy! Um, and everyone's very, very uncomfortable. Except he, his squad. Yeah, well, so except his own squad. He's assembled his own kind of counter squad to the, the Cardinal squad, which is composed entirely of Franciscan monks mm-hmm. who walk around him in, like, a perfect circle, yep. always exactly the same distance, and they take the exact amount of steps that he takes. Uh, it's very, very weird. And Voyello tries to sort of confront him and say, like, hey, dude, what's up? And he says, oh, everyone likes me, even the leftist press. Mm-hmm. And Voyello says, the leftist press never gets anything right. They've lost votes in a nursing home. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Voyello's basically just like, hey, uh, you're going to destroy the Vatican. Like, yeah. if you do this, you're going to bring down the entire state. And he's like, no, I'm not going to destroy it. I'm just going back to basics. Mm-hmm. And the transformation here, like, this actor, I don't know his name, but the transformation from like uneasy out of place like pretty sure he shouldn't even be in the room to like super villain is so good because he starts giving these speeches where he's talking so quickly in italian and just like making these like grand gestures and just like everyone loves me boyello you can't do anything about it i'm going to give away all of our wealth and open the doors to refugees i'll be the greatest pope ever like, what are you going to do about it? I'm going to fire you. Now you are nothing. Yeah, this this is really a showcase for uh, the actor's name is Marcello Romolo. I think mm. I'm pronouncing that right. Okay. And he just all of a sudden is like, da 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 da. Like, he oh, just gets mm. high on people. People, people power. power yeah. yeah. His own people bull. Uh, mm. uh, so we, we get a couple scenes of what this looks like for the Vatican. There's a scene in which the cardinals attempt to go to the cafeteria and it's full of like refugees. Full. And yeah, and, the, and the, the, the monks are all like, full, 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 full. They're bullies. It's yeah, so they're wild. Bullies. And it's very funny because they're basically like bullies for justice, right? Because right. it's like, in theory, all the stuff that he's doing is good. Like, the Most church is a, like objectively probably like a mostly bad institution. And it's like, probably would be cool if they were like, we're going to give all of our money to the poor. And oh, wait, like, I forgot one thing that he said he was going to do. Well, we, we, I, we, I don't think we've gotten to that yet. Oh, it's in the same conversation. Is it in the same? Okay, okay. Well, then, yeah, yeah let's. let's we're, uh, because, yeah, it's like all this stuff sounds pretty good, right? Yeah, and then he's like, I will root out all sexual perversion. Sure, yeah. And, like, not just homosexuality, even sexual acts done to the self. Mm. I will install cameras everywhere in the Vatican, even in the bathrooms. <sighs> and Voyella's response is like, why not just decapitate Onanus in the square? <laughs> like, and, and Francis is like, maybe. He's like, you joke, but I'm the Pope. You are not the Pope, Voyella. So... This man is also a pervert, I think, unfortunately, because he, he, he wants to put cameras in the bathroom. He I don't just think he wants to watch them. He just wants he's like the fucking TSA installing like the horrible mm-hmm. cameras that look at you naked. He doesn't want to look at you naked. He just has a real commitment to sec- like papal security theater. Right, yeah. Uh yeah, so no jerking off. He shrieks a lot. He says that there. He's like still wearing his sandals. Yeah, he he, he doesn't wear any of the fancy pop yeah. shit. Uh, and he calls all the cardinals back into the Sistine Chapel. He reads to them. Uh, he reads Saint Francis's words to them, and then he insists and he has like his monk like bullies his like monk thugs go around with baskets collecting all of their jewelry so they can sell it and donate the proceeds to the poor yep and he really has just fully become a bond villain at this point yep doctor doctor no money doctor no money and yeah no the transformation again is wild um and i will say like he seems consistent right like 
we see him and he's like not wearing any of like the finery that like uh lenny wore he's like not big on image uh he in a later scene is shown to be sleeping on the floor yeah and in this this scene is really the sort of like clinching of his villain status because in this scene he gets woken up very abruptly in the middle of the night by his monk squad who have just finished basically hacking the vatican computers to change the passwords on all of the bank accounts Uh uh-huh yeah they're like don't worry we got it and they've sort of done this like reverse oceans 11 heist where they're like now nobody nobody gets the money and he just is like Cackling on the floor and the bed. You see the well, bed. They, they first look to the bed. Yeah, and he's there's not nothing on it. And then they pan over to the floor where he's sleeping shirtless, just like on the floor. He's committed. He's committed. No, he like believes in this stuff. This isn't something he's making other people do. Like he's doing it too. And uh, and just also, uh, you neglected to mention a very important part of these friars attire. Oh, yes. Which is that they're all wearing headlamps. They're all wearing headlamps and sort of hustling through the hallways, which really... I can't... Cannot stress this enough. The monks are essentially Naruto running. They are. They're Naruto running. There's no way around it. With the shinobi headbands and the robes. Mm -hmm. It just... That's what's happening. I'm so sorry. They're doing kind of like monk jutsu. Do you think Paolo Sorrentino knows what Naruto is? I could ask him. Okay, could you? Can you get back to us with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll email... I'm gonna... I will, I will find out if Paolo Sorrentino is aware of the existence of the Naruto franchise. Just send him a picture of the nun, or of the uh, the friars, and then send him a picture of Naruto next to it. Do, do you do you recognize this man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his his sort of gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and they, they steal all of the money... Also, they're all doing bird calls while this is happening. Mm-hmm. They're just like, we're doing secret shit. Like, time to do bird calls. Yep. Um, and then, then uh, yeah, it fucking, this shit sucks for Voyello. He fires Voyello as Secretary of State and tells him he's going to be defrocked as a cardinal, uh, which, pretty bad. And Voyello's like, you don't understand how power works. And then we get there, his real villain speech, in which he is like, actually... I, you thought that you, you thought you could manipulate me Mm -hmm. because I was naive, but it turns out that you were the one who was naive Mm -hmm. because as Voyello has forgotten in his haste to uh, nominate an idiot, Mm -hmm. Tommaso has heard everybody's confession and knows all of the weird perversions and sins that everybody does in the Vatican. And not only does that give him tremendous power over them, but it also, yeah, just sort of like inert him to the world and like stripped away his childlike naivete and he all too well understands the world at this point yes uh which which we sort of remember because he asks voyello what happened to the statue of the venus of willendorf this this sort of like old piece of art that used to live in the office and voyello says that he had sort of taken it to sell it um because you know he's oh i assume your holiness that you would want us to auction it at christie's and Tommaso knows, because Voyello confessed it to him, the Venus of Willendorf makes him very horny. He's mad horny for this. He's very horny for the Venus of, of a fertility yeah. goddess. And now he has to sell it. Although, I don't, I don't know, maybe he hid it. I bet he didn't sell it. Yeah. I bet he just, like, he hid it under his bed. grabbed it and is, yeah. It's like a fucking, like, magazine. Like, if you go into Voyello's room, there's, like, a lump under the mattress. So oh you're like, God. what is that? It's like, nothing. It's priceless. <laughs> but it's under the mattress so he can jerk off at night. Oh, no. Um, 
And this is sort of the last straw, not just because of the Venus of Willendorf, but because just like the whole church hierarchy is about to get fucked up. The banks are like freaking out. Everybody who's invested in the Vatican as an institution is freaking out. Just very, very Italy wild. is kind of like, hey, you just like invited a ton of people into like your country, which is like inside our country. Yeah. And like, obviously the Italian government is like with their weird security issues or like, mm-hmm. well, I don't know. Yeah, all these people get let in, including uh, this boy that we'll spend a little bit more time with later, who we we briefly see sort of like making eyes at one of the nuns in the the convent from earlier, and we'll we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. But for now, uh, Voyello is like, "Don't worry, I'll fix it." And the way that he fixes it is basically by trying to have all of the cardinals pray at the same time to be like, "We have to fix this." He and Hernandez have a meeting, a sort of secret meeting in which they work through their differences and agree that neither of them will be the Pope Mm -hmm. uh, and that they will sort of go with this other cardinal who has not shown up yet named John Branix. Who was also a contender in the earlier election. Uh, And who is famous for uh, something called the middle way. That's sort of his doctrine. That's like his D's. And they're like, fine, I guess we'll agree to this guy, whatever. Uh, But we have to get rid of Francis II. How do we do that? And the answer is that everybody basically sits in the Sistine Chapel, very perfectly placed, like very well arranged, and just prays super hard. Like they're either trying to collect a spirit bomb energy or do some kind of like mass spell. Kind of like an earthbound situation. Yeah. Everyone is praying to to kill Gigias, but instead of that, it's kill the Pope. Yeah, it's it's exactly like that. Um, Yeah, Voyello functionally Ness. Yeah. And, uh, it sort of works, okay, maybe. So, right. So let's, Are we let's, at the end of the episode here? We're, yeah, we're basically, let, let's, let's break this down. Okay. So, we see Francis uh, exit into this room, and it's not really clear, like, what is yeah, in this room. Yeah, illuminated. He's just, like, he's chilling. He's, 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 he's chilling out. He's, he, uh, and he pops one of his pills. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then we, we cut to, we're, we cut to, like... Uh, Bauer yeah. eating shellfish in like the most disgusting it's way possible. It's horrible. He's like, just like, I, I shouldn't be making this noise. I'm no, so sorry. But he he slurps real hard. He's a pervert also. It's, he's, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, we already knew that. Yeah, he's, um, oh my God. He, we're at some point, we're going to have to do pervert power rankings yeah, for this season. And Jesus. he's going to be real high up there. Uh, and then we also cut to Lenny, who's still in a coma. Yep. Well, I, the, let's, the, the, there's an exact order of events here. Right. Because he pops the pill. We cut to power eating the shellfish. He, Tommaso falls over and is like, oh no! And he's kind of like writhing around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to Lenny in the hospital room. And he moves a single finger. A pinky. He waves his finger. And then we cut back to Francis who dies? He he dies. He dead. And then we cut back to Bauer, mm-hmm. who receives a text with just a thumbs up. Just emoji. an emoji thumbs up. And I want to point out that his telephone is like a flip phone. Yeah. Like I don't know if this is like a burner phone this, or something. He has a perverted relationship to technology. The vape, the phones, everything about it is terrible, and I hate yeah, it very much. It's bad. But yeah, so it's, we, who so who do you think killed the Pope? Who killed the Pope? And, and this that's, is the new who shot Mr. Burns. Yeah, so that's that's sort of the mystery that we're going to be uh, engaging with over the course of the next several episodes. The entirety of the rest of the season is just Voyello leading an investigation into who murdered Francis II. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a clue thing, but it takes place in the Vatican. But it's it's truly wild, though, because in, like, one episode, so much happens in this episode. Like, 
God, it's like, okay, we're brought up to speed with what's happening with Lenny. We have this whole like convoluted election plot. Mm-hmm. We get a new Pope and we're like, oh, it's the new Pope. And then it's like, wait a second. Isn't the new Pope supposed to be John Malkovich? So what happens to this guy? Oh, he dies. Oh yeah, he's just dead. Under very suspicious <laughs> circumstances. And then uh, and then as he dies, we hear the original All Along the Watchtower uh, version of the song that plays in The Young Pope. As we pan along a hallway to see the back of John Malkovich's head, as if we were not already aware from all of the marketing material from the show that he is, right. in fact, the new Pope. If they were trying to do an element of surprise here, like, they probably shouldn't have shown pictures of him in the Pope outfit yeah. next to Jude Law. Or had him do interviews. Where he or, says, I'm the Pope. Yeah, where he, I'm, I am the Pope. Uh, yeah, so that was maybe a little bit beefed, but he's here now, he's showing up. We sort of know that he's going to become the Pope. Hernandez also tells Voyello that he's going to have to convince uh, Branex to become the Pope, which is sort of setting up a cardinal fetch quest. Right. So basically all we know about him at this point is he does the middle way. He's reclusive. He's a snob. He's a snob, but also he's converted Anglicans to Catholicism. Which everyone takes to be a very big deal, and I do not understand why. Well... Catholicism in England is, like, not big. Okay. As far as I know. Okay. Um, Because of the history of Anglicanism. Mm. And uh, Catholicism, like, has still existed there, but, like, it's never... It's on the DL. It's never recovered since then to, like, become as big as it is in continental Europe. Mm. Because the Church of England kind of just supplanted it, right? Sure. And so the idea of, I think, converting from a minority religion like to that religion from like the bigger one is kind of a big deal okay that's exciting like, you have to convince them that you should listen to the pope yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of uh the king? king yeah no how does do they use a king does england use it does england still use a king does italy use a king so they, <laughs> um no, yeah, but it's different, is the point. Um, yeah, 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 And there's, it doesn't work the same way. It's like a kind of Protestantism, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I the, sort of the, 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 yeah, that was It's been invented. a long time since I read the, uh, the Wolf Hall books. Sure. So but remember. no, the, wasn't it invented? Anglicanism was like invented so that Henry VIII could yes. get a divorce? Yes, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's all we know about him. And he lives in also a mansion, as we've seen yes. in the final shot of yeah. the episode. Yeah, so, I don't know, what, what do you think? Should we, do we want to sort of rate and review the brief papacy of Francis II? Mm. How, do, how do we feel about the job that What's he's like done? like, the fun factor? Fun factor is, like, I think five. Yeah. <laughs> so like, thumbs up, yeah, like, screen good. face. Pretty good. Uh, visuals, like, a, a three, maybe. He's kind of, well, like, interesting to look at. It's but, weird, because he's he does, not good to look at, but his his boys are good His to look boys at. are. He doesn't have, like, the same level of style as Lenny did. No, definitely not. Uh, Intentionally he, He's so. doing the opposite, He's right? a normcore pope. Yeah, he's selling back all the things yeah. that Lenny bought and that have been around forever. Uh, the sound, I think, very good. Okay. Given that speech was incredible. Sure. Just like the oral transformation. Mm-hmm. Again, very good. Um, gameplay. Uh, he does play the game very well. Okay. <laughs> okay. You think at first, like, oh, this guy doesn't know how to play. Um, he's just like some dipshit who shouldn't even be in the room. But 
he proves that, no, he knows the game and he's going to play it. He's a rigger. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, no, he he kind of hustles them he, like, he, unintentionally. He wrote out he wrote down everybody's weird backstory pieces from their fucking bios. Yeah. Uh, and if you ask him how he's feeling, he's going to say that. Uh, well, no, he is going to give up the church. He's going to give up everything. Um, Except the migrants. But he's not going to let people down. No. Um, okay. And uh, I'm trying to bring that back. I feel like it's yeah, been long okay, enough. Yeah, it's like a retro okay, meme now. Okay. Uh, yeah. stay, stay tuned for future episodes of Papal Bullet, which we bring back Rick Rolling. We're just going to bring back all... <laughs> we're going to bring back Girl Rolling. We're going to bring back Duck Roll. All the good ones. Uh, yeah, and he... he Would he, would he have destroyed the Vatican, do you think? Oh, absolutely. Right. But, like, I think, I think the question is sort of, like, would he have been murdered? Oh, 100%. Right. I think someone else would have murdered him, probably. Oh, someone would have gotten him at some point. But I, I will say, look, I love John Malkovich. I would have watched another episode of him. Being, I super would have. Yeah, he just, he's so good. He has such a fun time, sort of, like, absolutely fucking up everybody's shit and talking about how little he cares. He's so gleeful. Yes. Which I love. Um, and actually, I, I want to do something that we have not had an opportunity to do yet. Okay. Um, I would like to talk about a prediction that I made several years ago. Okay. About what the premise of season two was going to be. Mm-hmm. Let me let me read this tweet to you. Please do. So this is dated March 27th or 23rd, 2017. Okay. Lenny resurrects, but Tommaso has already become Pope slash Isvoyello's puppet. What? Yes. Oh my god. Can you can you confirm the veracity of this this content? That's from March 2017. That's from March 2017. But you predicted that there will be a schism, which that happens late. I mean, there, Lenny, this is not a spoiler. Lenny's going to wake up at some point. Right. We know that he is. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Good call. Thank you. Uh, so as you as you uh, may not know, successfully predicting the plot of uh, the young pope actually means that you become the pope. So I'm, I'm the pope now. Cool. How are you going to destroy the Vatican? Um, hmm. Probably just going to make everyone at the Vatican get really into The Sims. Okay. And just kind of, like, let that... See how that goes. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Or, or maybe if I just, like, make everyone at the Vatican, like, sort of do, like, shiny hunting for me. And just, like, kind of, like, uh -huh. <laughs> collecting Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Bring me a shiny Bulbasaur. Yeah. I just, like, I need... I need a shiny Eternatus. But, but your holiness, we only do... Shiny Eternatus uh, uh, tournaments. It's given out as a prize. I don't care. <laughs> Bring me it, or I will become upset. I I would be very upset if I did not get shiny uh, Pokemon from my my church minions. Um, yeah, and it, it, he. The other thing that I'm sort of interested in, and that I think we don't have quite enough historical grounding for, but that I would love to hear from some people who are in the know, uh, is the extent to which Francis II is supposed to be a dig or representation of Francis uh, I, a.k.a. the current pope. There's a sort of moment where he's, like, dancing with that guy in the Vatican Garden that mm -hmm. feels very much like a Francis I photo op. There's, like, a lot of stuff pope going on. Yeah, yeah, that feels like it's, like, taking his whole shtick uh, to its logical conclusion. Uh, 
which is especially interesting given that Francis revealed himself to be something of a villain recently. Oh my god! When he fucking slapped that person. Was was it? A, I don't know who it was. Was it an old I forget. woman? I think doesn't so. really matter. On Fran- New Year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, which which if you have not seen, uh, can can we can we link to that in the notes? Yeah, we'll put a link to that video uh, of of Francis just slapping this person who was trying to get up too close. Uh, and so maybe Tommaso would have gone in that direction. We can't quite say for sure. He died too soon. He died too soon. Uh, which really, I think, is the big takeaway from this episode. He's he gone too soon. <laughs> In memoriam. Francis II. R.I.P. Damn. His papacy lasted 2019 to 2019. <laughs> That's my boy. What, wait, would this have been the shortest papacy? No. I'm, there must be someone who is... Well, how long was he the Pope for? Like, three days? Like, how, how long do you think this was supposed to have taken? Like a week, maybe? I think like a week. So maybe shorter, actually. So the shortest reigning pope ever, uh, ostensibly, was the reign of Pope Urban VII. How long do you think he was the pope for? Like two weeks? A month? 13 days. 13 days. I think this was less. I think this was less than two weeks. Because he yeah. hadn't really had time to like do all the stuff yet, because yeah. they're able to reverse it pretty quickly. Um, Although I went... <sighs> This is, uh, I think, the mildest spoiler that we'll be giving. I would have really enjoyed a scene in which they attempted to, like, hack the passwords. Oh, my God. To, yeah. get, ba- to get back into the bank accounts. Wait. Oh, I guess <clears> the monks <throat> know the passwords because yeah. they changed them. Yeah. They, so I was going to say, like, if he to... died, then, like... I'm the... Uh, the, no the passwords die with yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I took all the Vatican's money to the grave. Jesus. But that that ruins it though, because then then he can't he can't give it to the poor people. It's true. If I die, a detonator will go, a thumb oh thing God. will go off, giving all of the money to everybody in the world, transferring the money from our Swiss bank accounts. It's exactly like the plot of Now You See Me. Um, wow, gone too soon, gone too soon. Yeah, very very short papacy, very powerful papacy, really gonna stick in the craw. Uh, but that sort of sets things up for uh, next week's episode, in which we finally get introduced to Sir John Brannox. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. I think we forgot to come up with a name for the podcast. A name for this? Well, before yeah. we do that, okay. Yeah. I just want to ask, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. expectations for this show, very high, yeah, I would say. Quite high. Um, at least on our end. At least, you know, down, down here. Uh, because the young Pope was great. Classic. It was, it was amazing. Unbelievable. How did this live up to your expectations? <sighs> I don't know. I really, really loved this episode. Mm-hmm. It definitely is funnier than a lot of the young Pope. Right. Uh, and it definitely plays around with the fact that you know the characters and mm-hmm. you can... you. It, sort of, like, understand all of their weird psychoses, and there are all these, like, weird little jokes that we didn't even get to talk about because we would have to, like, explain who these other characters are. Um, But also, I just love Jude Law. Yeah, I know he's not really in this one. I mean, he's a ghost. He is a ghost. He's a forced ghost. So what I thought about this episode was, Mm -hmm. I think this is a function of the fact that it's a catch-up episode, and it's, like, exposition and, like, scene setting for the rest of the season. This is way more of, like, a narrative with like characters and like plots and things happening. Um, at least in this episode, we don't get as much of the kind of classic Paolo Sorrentino like imagery and just like long shots of like there's no people in the scenes. We're just like looking at architecture 
um, or nature. And we, we get a little bit of that. There's like a tiny bit. Well, because we do. Oh no, we, we forgot didn't to talk about the TV. Oh no. Okay, but we did forget about that. Which is so <sighs> we we're, we're, tried to forget about yeah, it. Yeah, we tried to forget about it. But um, basically, they're setting up all the different threats to the Vatican. And one of them is like ISIS. sexual abuse scandals. One of them is ISIS. ISIS is here. ISIS is here on a TV. On a cart, yeah, in the middle in the, of uh, of a room, of a room in the Vatican, yeah, and only one person is watching it, yeah, and uh, but there seems to be this sense that like oh, this is a real threat that there are Islamic fundamentalists, yes. which we're we're gonna keep an eye on that as yeah, the let's season see develops. Where that goes. It could end up, go to some bad places. It could not. Let's hope that uh, we do not, in fact, gotta hand it to him. Yeah, I would like to not have to do that, um, but. So there is stuff like that, but it just, it feels like it's all sort of squished in so that the show can, like, do the entire papacy of Francis II really quickly. And I almost wish that the season had just started and Tommaso was already the Pope. Yeah. And it just, like, started and everyone was fucking miserable. And you had to, like, catch up on what was happening by, like, everyone complaining about it. Right. And just, like, being like, oh, guess we shouldn't have elected that guy Pope. Yeah. It's, there's just, like so much exposition because you don't in the first half hour of this episode you don't see the conclave in the young pope you just hear people talk about it yeah yeah and at first i thought that was a missed opportunity and now i mean the conclave was very fun right but i i do think that like yeah either that or stretching this into two episodes yes i think would have been nice it feels it does feel really compact and i think that you know if this show had come out like a year ago it wouldn't have been But, like, because it's been so long, I think there is this sense of, like, okay, this is TV. We need to, like, actually get people back on board. Uh, We need to, like, remind them of, like, all of these characters who were introduced over the course of, like, a season in The Young Pope. They're all here. Mm -hmm. And and we're also introducing new ones, too. So, like, there's a lot happening. It's kind of rapid fire. My compliments for your expository clarity. (laughs) But things... uh, Mild spoilers, I guess. Things slow down a lot in the next episode. Yeah, we're going to be spending a lot of time with uh, John Malkovich. Right. We we have kind of a more pastoral episode. We do get more of that Sorrentino trademark, just mystifying but imagery. Thankfully, I think we get about the same amount of Voyello. Oh, yeah. No, he's the, a star player in this season. He's the dude. He's my, the dude of the century. He's so good. He just at some point we're gonna have to do one of these episodes and be like, okay, so this is the one where we're actually just gonna talk about Vallejo for forty five minutes. Well, he is kind of de facto in charge, and I don't know how this actually works. We could look it up, but because Lenny is in a coma, uh, like is the Secretary of State sort of like running things? It, it does seem like he was sort of running the like day to day affairs, and it, it seems like the. Tell me if you agree with this. It seems like the Vatican was in just sort of like a holding pattern. Right. Where all of the, like, everything was running as it was supposed to, but no one was making new decisions because uh, yeah. the Pope's in a coma. Right, yeah. Pope that seems coma. accurate to me. Yeah. Um, also, can you imagine if they had we had seen the, the scene of, like, right afterward, like, and everyone just being really sad? Oh, my God, yeah. Oh. Because they're all so sad, and they all have, like, become so close over the course of the first season. Mm-hmm. And it makes me sad that they don't get to, like, hang out and do cool Cardinal Squad shit. We'll get some of that. Yeah, I guess we will. Wow. That was episode one. That was episode one. It's a whirlwind. Keep, keep, keep in mind, none of these episodes have titles. Right, that was, it's called episode one. Yeah. Yeah. 
speaking of things having titles. Yeah, yeah. Um, do we need a new name for the, the podcast? Is it, are we just People Bowl or are we, do we need sort of like a... Because the, they, they changed the name of the show. The The real People Bowl. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. The, the real Pope Blues. The real Pope Blues. Uh, okay, can I, can I hit you with the... So I, I've also had one uh, that I, I tweeted a long time ago mm-hmm. that, that I sort of was hoping would be the name of the season. Okay. Okay. Papal Bowl 2, Two Popes, Two Curias. Mm. No. I curias like yeah, it's like the curia. Yeah, it's like a, you know, sort of like a papal uh, the the church body. Yeah, yeah. It's like ugh. it's a slant rhyme. It doesn't really work. Is there a is it's there a close. law? Is there a Catholic? Is there like a law? Is like a is it a oh, sin? Yeah. It's a sin to slant rhyme. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Okay. Like a big one okay. For okay. Them. Okay. How about how about this? This this was my backup. So okay. this is the other one that I have. Papal Bull 2, Secret of the Pews. Okay, so that's kind of like a fun Secret of the Ooze, Ninja Turtle 2 yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this time the secret is sort of like about the church. And it's about like mystery. But also there are turtles. Which is what the church is about. Yeah, it's yeah, about yeah, yeah. mystery. And turtles. And, and turtles. Were there any turtles in the Young Pope? Probably in the garden um, yeah. at some point, like a little one in the yeah, water. Maybe there's got to be. There's a kangaroo. There was a kangaroo. There's got to be a turtle. R.I.P. Um. No. Yeah. Okay. Do you, Do you have one? Oh man, the new, the new papal. No. Um. How about just papal bull resurrection? Yeah, I guess I could see that. So we're we're kind of doing an alien thing. Well, but, also, thing, but also, but also, yeah, it's like Jesus be do the do the thing. But you know, the podcast is coming back. Sure. Uh, Would you say we were dead? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I I was just sort of like brought back to yeah. do this. Okay. I've been dead to the world for the last two and a half years. Yeah. Uh, Resurrection after being canceled. Yeah, yeah. So like the the show is coming back. Yeah. Um, Lenny is coming back. Yeah. Again, not not really a spoiler. No, 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 no. no. We know he's going to come out of that coma. It's just a matter of how and when. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's coming back. Everyone's coming back, you know? Okay. Yeah. We're all, we're bringing it back. We're com- we're bringing it back. Back down. We're bring- resurrecting. Yeah. Capable resurrection like Lazarus. We are back. Feels good to be back. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of the other, l- l- let me hit you with one more. Okay. Because I like this one a lot. Let me hit you with one more. Okay. This is, yeah. No, okay. Capable too. Back in the habit. Yeah. You did just steal that from Sister Act though. I, Sister Act stole it from. We're both stealing from Christ, and they uh, all say steal from the best. Don't wear habits. That's nuns, and there are nuns, but like, you'd have to be like back in the cassock, mm. which, if anything, is better because it rhymes. Shit. But I think I got. I think resurrection. All right, all right. I think we got a resurrection. Yeah. Okay, resurrection it is. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for joining us on that journey as we figured out the name of the podcast yeah. while while we were doing it sort of sort of building the church as we as we pray. Oh my god, yeah, building the ship as we sail it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I think that's going to do it for episode mm-hmm. one of Papal Bull Resurrection, and we are going to be doing an episode for each episode of the show, and they're going to be releasing. I think right after mm-hmm. the show goes up, just like this one. Sort of HBO Go rule, HBO Go Now rules. Right, yeah, HBO Now rules. 
And uh, you're going to be able to find them all right in this feed, in the fan width feed for fanbyte.com. And uh, it should be pretty obvious, you know, they'll be titled Papal Bull. Mm-hmm. So, and we're going to have guests this season. Yeah, we're going to try to have some guests. So uh, last season we did record one episode with a guest. That's sort of the lost episode. It's the lost episode. Uh, we're, we'll, I, it's my, in the archives. We'll, we'll, we'll get out eventually if we sort of have high demand. Uh, my deepest apologies to Catholic scholar and all-around wonderful human Haley Hausman. Uh, you did a really fantastic job, and we just felt like the episode was too good to sort of give to the masses, much right. like The Secrets of Christ. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, the, the church is about mystery. This podcast is about mystery. Yeah. That's our power. Yeah. And uh, we ought to have some mystery. So, yeah, we are we are going to try and have some guests. So uh, I don't think we're going to announce any of them just yet. No. Nope. But stay tuned. And, um, yeah, join us again next week for the next episode of Papal Bull. And... Uh, do you want to bring it back? Do you want to bring back? Our, do we want to bring back a sign off? Do we want to do a do we want to do, do, want a, to do a new sign off? I don't. Do we have anything that would be a good uh, be a good new sign off? The power of prayer. No, we can we can do the old sign. We can do the sign off. If it, we're worst case, we'll come up with a new sign off. Sort of That's when we get it, when, two, when, we, when yeah. we get a new pope. Yeah, right. So I guess until then, we're the popes now. We're the popes now. Oh, now.